0: are in uh, Labor Day weekend, I thought it would be good just to kind of talk about work, talk about labor itself. Now, our main text today is going to be uh, Matthew chapter 20, uh, verses 1 through 16. At some point in our life, we've all done it. We've all had some type of employment, some type of a job, whether it was babysitting as a kid, cutting uh, cutting lawns, whether you got that big job after after college or, you know, went straight into some kind of school Uh, right after high school, trade school. But no matter what it was, we've all had some form of grievance. Uh, Some people have kept one job their entire lives, others change all the time. And like I said, no matter what it is, we've all had some form of a disagreement with our employer or just kind of the way things fell out. And when we look at work itself, whether it's work, whether you just consider what you do, Uh, job, do something to pay the bills, to get by, take up time, or whether it's a career. There's only three, uh, three purposes that we have for work. One, it provides the money and resources that we need to just provide the daily necessities of life. Two, it provides for quality of life and just overall satisfaction of getting something completed and something done. And three, to serve God. After all, work was never set up as a punishment. After all, God worked. He created the earth. He created man, and He said it was good. And on the sixth day He rested. You know, when He created when He created work, it wasn't to be drudgery, and it wasn't to be a dissatisfaction. It was to be fulfilling. You know, He tells Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter one verse twenty-eight, as well as chapter two and fifteen. He tells them, "Be fruitful, multiply." fill the earth, rule over all the animals, tend and watch over the garden. He gave them work. Work was a good thing. Again, God worked. He created man. He created the universe. And he said it was good. It wasn't until the fall of man that he says, work will now be difficult. It will be challenging. It was the consequences of sin. Until then, it was just, something that they did that was fulfilling, it was easy. There probably weren't weeds in the, in the garden. They just tended. They partook of everything that was in the garden. Work was supposed to be set up for a lifetime. It wasn't something that at age 65 you retire, sit on the, sit on the front porch, drink your sweet tea or beverage of choice, eat popcorn and whatever, and watch the world go by. He, t- he tells us that by the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground in Genesis 3.19. So we are to work our entire lives. Now that doesn't mean we're going to work at our place of employment, but we should always be doing something constructive. We should always be doing, whether it's volunteer work, whether it's helping, whether you know whatever it is, we should always be doing something and he tells us that work is honorable. Now, there's no hierarchy in the Bible that says being a doctor, a lawyer, a preacher, a teacher, a custodian is any better than any other job. Any legal job that you do, as long as you're doing it wholeheartedly, you're doing it for God, it is gonna be fulfilling and it is gonna be uplifting. God is going to be pleased with your efforts and what you do. But again, it is set up for a lifetime. And as we jump into our main text, we're looking at the parables of the workers in the vineyard. And it's a little longer text, but we'll, we'll read through most of it. It's, again, it's Matthew chapter 20, verses one through 16. It says, for the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in, in the morning to hire men to work in his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About the third hour, he went and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, You also go work in my vineyard, and I will pay you what is right. So they went. He went out again in the sixth hour and in the ninth hour and did the same thing. About the eleventh hour, he went out and found still more standing around. He asked them, Why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, You also go work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to the foreman, Call the workers in and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going to the first. The workers who were hired about the eleventh hour came and each received a denarius. So when those who were hired first, they expected to receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. When these, uh, these men were hired last and only worked one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us as we have borne the burden and worked throughout the heat of the day. But he answered them, friend, am I not being unfair to you didn't you agree to work for a Denarius? Take your pay and go. Now, can't we all sort of relate to that in our, you know physical, real job? Have ever been part of a group, part of something at work? and there's the one person that doesn't do a whole lot, but if the whole team is recognized, you know they get part of the recognition. Or you have an idea, that you've put out there and you've talked about it and somebody else takes it and runs with it and they get the promotion, they get the, the rewards for it. And you're, that was my idea, that was my, what about the person that always shows up late and then is the first one to leave and they get the same, the same pay that you do. We all have some form of a, a disagreement. We all have that internal, but what about me, how come, why isn't it fair? Now see, he went out in the first group, they agreed, they contracted for a day's wage, which was a denarius, which is you know about today, today's wages, uh, about 80 to $100. The second group, he goes out and he tells them, I will pay you what is fair, but doesn't come up with a dollar amount. He just says, whatever is fair. He goes out a third, fourth, and fifth time. And he just tells them, go work, in your, go work in my fields. And they go. And he starts paying them in reverse. And the first group gets that, gets that full day's wage. And that first group has gotta be getting excited. You know, they gave him a full day's wage for working an hour. We've hit the jackpot. We're gonna go buy. Look at what we're, I think we're gonna be able to do. And he tells them, now, This is what you agreed to. This is what you contracted with. Here is your day's wage. You can't be upset with what I choose to do. And I can relate to that. You know, I was cutting yards for for a while just as a a side job, and I had my standard fee and people that I would cut yards for all the time would call them and say, hey, cutting yards this week, you want yours cut? And they would say, no, I'll wait another week I, uh, you know, I'm good and then you go out there and it's, you know, it's not horrendous, but it's, it's worse than it normally is and I'm cutting grass going, man, you know, complaining about it, they better give me extra money or whatever and, you know, personally getting upset and you get done and, you know, maybe they give me a little more, maybe they don't, but the price is what we uh, always agreed to and it was always, always the same and You argue with that, you argue with yourself. And that's kind of where these people were. And he tells them, you can't be. This is what you agreed to. This is what your work was. You are to work. You are to do it for God's glory. It will fulfill you. We can't get all caught up in all of the earthly stuff. Now, this parable in itself, isn't so much about the, the physical work. After all, it's just a parable. It was a, it's a story for the Hebrews to understand what God was doing. Because, see, when, when He opened up salvation to the Gentiles and to the rest of the world, the Hebrews themselves, the Jews, were upset. They were, wait a minute, we are the chosen. Why are you doing this? We have sacrificed our lives. We have done all of this for this salvation, and yet you're going to go ahead and give it to these people that haven't done anything and may not deserve it. And God tells them, it is for me to decide what to do. And he opens up salvation for all of eternity, for all of mankind. And they had to deal with that because, see, God came and He died on the cross for our salvation so that we could have that restoration, that we could work for eternity with Christ, that we would be able to be with Christ for the forgiveness of our sins. And it is completely possible, and it happens quite often, I am sure, that we toil our entire lives, we devote our lives to serving God, to doing godly things, following His Word, being an earthly light example. And yet, people their entire lives shy away from, don't do it. In the last minute, before the last, their last breath, they say, you know, God, come into my heart. And they are too get into the kingdom of heaven, God's forgiveness of our sins that we can, Be fulfilled, that it fills our spirit for the forgiveness of our sins so that we again can have eternal life.